not, it's not America's team. This is the global team. Global, global fandom. Quote that statement right there. Hello and welcome to our very special draft edition of the UK Cowboys podcast. Um, as usual, you've got me, Lauren, and over, well, all the way up in Leeds, you've also got... Hi, we've got Jamie. It's good to be back. Back, ready to roll with draft season. Yeah, well, I, I would like to say, uh, I was thinking back by popular demand, but I think there's only me and you that listen. <laughs> <laughs> Have ourselves on loop. So what's you know if if, if you listen to whale no, no, um, noise to get to sleep at night, you know stick this <laughs> on instead. <laughs> so what's um, what's new with you? How you um, have you been doing in this off season, keeping yourself from um, having cowboy um, You know me, just scanning the internet for new pictures of Sean Lee. Nothing new. <laughs> I can't believe I asked. Can't believe I asked. <laughs> I fell for that one, didn't I? I'm sure you're uh, homing in on all the uh, DCC auditions and whatnot. Oh yeah, you, you know, you know, I mean, I've been pestered to go do be a judge. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's well. We're both for them. We're both looking forward to the baseball season as um, as we always do. But just like the Cowboys, most of the time we um, we've been let down by the Rangers. Yeah, we're tanking already. <laughs> The things you do, eh? The things you do for your team. <laughs> well, it is a long old off season in in the football world, but um, the draft is always uh, fun and gets people uh, talking with plenty of, of of opinions about players or comings and goings. So we're recording this on Wednesday evening, so the draft is well just over twenty four hours away. Thanks. Mm, it's one of my favourite times of the year. I absolutely love it. Like, um, I I always find it funny as well. You, you see people um, months and months and months down the line doing um, mock drafts, and then mm-hmm. you get something like the the Jets trade that absolutely just blows everybody's mocks out of the water. <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly this. It's always it's, funny. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so unpredictable, and I think that's what makes it entertaining. Isn't it? You know, and you know, just because a player's good, you know, they still got to have the right fit on the right team. So, yeah, and, it, and I, know, I know it's it's not necessary, but you always kind of look for. There's always that guy there, like there's been guys over the last few years um, that are tipped to go so high, it's unbelievable, and then all of a sudden the night they, they take some tumbles, and yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how it plays out, and then teams jumping around the board to kind of get this guy because he's he's fallen, but he's worth taking that risk on. Exactly, exactly. It's always uh, always plenty to keep us on our toes through the night. Anyway, so hope uh, everyone's got the coffee in or the or the Red Bull because you know picking down at nineteen makes it a bit of a longer night than when we picked up Zeke. <laughs> or, or in true um, UK cowboy style, we could just all get on the train. Get on the Jaeger. Start a bit. So, if we got well, I suppose all of the news we have really is um, draft orientated. I don't know if um, if there's anything in particular we need to catch people up on. No, yeah, I'd probably not. Say I, I know we could probably go over Des, but I think it's been long drawn out over this yeah. season. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I think I'm speaking for quite a lot of us when, and probably yourself as well, that it's it's a little bit boring going over it yeah. uh, it's happened we move on yeah yeah well I, th- I think there's a lot of people now you know seem to think that because we've released Des uh, the Cowboys have no choice but to take uh, a wide receiver in the first round but listening in on the on the draft press conference yesterday I think <laughs> some people need to realise that that may well not be the case um, I think quote Jerry he said we probably won't have what we call a pure X receiver to take the place of Dez. Even if we draft one as a rookie, he's not going to come in here and give us that type of performance. Um, he mentioned getting a player with special skills or speed, but that they may not draft a wide receiver in the first or second round. 
I, I can understand why why people think it. Um, I mean, we've let who was the, who was one of the, probably the better wide receivers in the league. I know he's declined over the last few years, but they mentioned it on on the break today that does that does our scheme that we're trying to to play does does we yeah. really need that kind of guy? Yeah, well, and I think you know Stephen Jones has never been shy about the fact he admires the. Uh, the the pat system and you know they've never had like a true um, number one wide receiver it's about a, a sum of their parts and uh, mm. you know perhaps that's what they're more looking looking to do and I guess this is the draft to do it in because you know there's not really that many you know clear out and out number ones in in this um, mm. year's hall of players but there's good depth at wide receiver, so you know we 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 could pick up um, someone in the you know the second or third. I think you you covered it a little bit earlier on by just saying it's it's getting that guy who fits that scheme just right. It, it's this team's obviously a run run first kind of offense. Um, so do we really need to splash nineteen on yeah. a wide receiver? Um, but on the brands, you never know. It's the Cowboys. So I bet they'll take a punt Indeed. <laughs> well, uh, the other option is, uh, do we go and, and dip in and add to that O-line once again? Do, do you know, there's, there's some... Um, there's a lot of people clamouring for that as well. There's, there's some interesting picks down there, isn't there? I know, um, chatting to a few people on across the both social media pages that we have, um, there's a lot of love for, for Will Hernandez. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few I, 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 from the O line. Be, being Texas fans as we are, um, could Williams come into play? Um, I don't know. There's, there's talk of him going rather high in the draft, isn't there? So yeah. yeah. And again, yes, you know Stephen Jones again talking about Lyle Collins' versatility. He can be a hell of a player at tackle or guard. That that he thinks that. Bringing in Cameron Fleming from the um, the Pats is already an upgrade on what we had last year in terms of you know getting the five best players on the field. So you know if that's not screaming Lyles moving to uh, to guard, I'm not sure what is. <laughs> I think as well because there's we get it every off season, don't we? Teams, there's been some teams got this year and they've splashed out a heck of a lot of money. Um, but over over recent years, that's not been our way and. Like I say, listening to some of the um, shows over, over at DallasCowboys.com, I mean, some of the, the moves we made have been smart moves. They may not, yeah. might not light your fire, so to speak, but... But, you know, when, when the Cowboys have done that, re- uh, you know, so in, when I say recently, you know, sort of like the last five, ten years, it's not really gone in their their favour. You know, look what they ended up paying out for, um, for Brandon Carr. Yeah, you know, great guy, reliable player, but he was never, you know, the best cornerback in the league. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think if we want to make some of the moves that we made, I think, I think nineteen would have been pretty much nailed on for a receiver. But going out and getting some players who can come in and can contribute, um, it kind of opens yeah. that book again, doesn't it, for the draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. You know, and I, I like Alan Hearns. I think with the speed, they're looking at um, Deontay uh, Thompson, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's not really much to look at in terms of um, footage on him from in the league. But, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll add a player. And, you know, it'd be good to see Switz a bit more involved. We didn't really see too much from him last year. Yeah, um, it, it, he was one of the guys I was high on last year. Um, never... In a, my wildest dreams, thought we would have landed him. Now it's, I say, we've got rid of Des. Um, we're probably going to take a receiver at some point, um, but let's let's get him in there. Let's let's stretch that field a little bit and, and make um, defenses nervous and say maybe put four or five guys out there. Well, I'm sure you know as much as people um, enjoy listening to uh, me and you chat about our opinions on the draft. Um, we've been lucky enough to get a, a little special guest on um, for an interview which we recorded yesterday uh, for today's show. 
So um don't know if you want to introduce our our guest, which we're very happy to have on. Yeah, well we say well this this guy's well known in the Cowboys world. Um we've been lucky um to be able to call him a friend. Um we we got to know him really well when when the guys came over in to London back in twenty fourteen. Um got to spend a little bit of time with him when we went out to Texas uh, back in the twenty sixteen. Um but yeah, um our good friend Brian Broad. So we're very lucky today to be joined by our good friend right the way over the other side of the pond, Mr. Brian Broaders. He's joining us from Dallas. Hey guys, how we doing? Good to see you both again. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I, I love I love you guys and I'm very excited about answering a few questions here. So uh really uh really excited to see you guys. Now, we know hopefully most of the fans um, over here in the UK are, are well tuned in with the draft show. So yeah, should should be pretty clued up, you know, a lot more than say, you know, I think me and Jamie are probably the social media era fans. Okay. So the draft for us is a very different experience to what it was for guys, you know, sort of like 15, 20 years ago. Right. So we've kind of like got a lot more at our fingertips now courtesy of of you guys and and all the other well there's there's plenty of uh, people to follow on twitter not all accurately but you know there's always something to see and listen to yeah there's it's it's been you know my experience of working you know from 1992 until 2005 you know you really didn't have to deal with twitter and outside things it was a very um, different way. I, I never dreamed that the combine would ever be on TV. You know, I mean, now everybody can watch it worldwide and and see these players. But Twitter has taken this into a whole another direction. And the fact that DallasCowboys.com that we get to, I, I get to uh, watch tape like a scout. Uh, I, I think and train guys to watch tape with me. I think it gives a different perspective to fans worldwide, and and I think that's the thing I'm most proud about right now. If you know, I've had two careers: one as a scout, and now one as a media scout. So uh, this draft is huge, uh, just from the uh, aspect of around the world how important it is to everybody's favorite teams. So uh, it's uh, it's fun to be a part of it this way. In terms of of covering it, can it get a little drawn out the process. I know because you guys, I mean, you put a hell of a lot of work in into the, the stuff right. that you, you put out there. Um, is it kind of when the when it gets to this type of the time of the year, should I say? Um, you think, thank God, it's 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 almost over and we can get back onto talking about other stuff. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right, Jamie. Uh, yesterday, I watched my uh, 300th player, and I looked at David Hellman. And I said, that's it. I can't watch another player. And I love watching players. But I've been working on this, or a lot of us have been working on this draft since the first week in December, just to get to this point. So that when people watch our coverage, they're informed on what's going on. So, yeah, it it, it does get a little drawn out. But once you got past the Senior Bowl, the Combine, and now where we're at, it's it's this is the really exciting time for a lot of us. Is it um, say you, you had kind of two careers? You um, which do you prefer this type of work or when you was when you was doing like stuff for the with the Packers was yeah. that a bit more? Right. Yeah, I I, I like the I, I I when I'm in scouting I miss this time of year of being in the draft room and building boards. I miss that. Now, the other times, I'm, I love the media side of it that I have. Uh, it's, been, it's been very rewarding. I've got to know people like yourself, you know, uh, you guys. And, you know, it, it, that part of it, I, maybe I wouldn't have learned that or met you guys if I was still in scouting. So uh, the media side of it, though, I really, really enjoy. I love the educational aspect of trying to help people with this football team and, though, with the draft. But uh, – but this, but during the during the actual draft, I, I do miss sitting in that room and trying to pick players. I really, really do. But so, I, like Lauren was mentioning earlier on, um, and you've, like I say again, we've you've had to, kind of two aspects of it, and um, building up to, like I say, what it is now. 
what's kind of the probably the most rewarding part of of the job that you do now? Yeah, I think that, that to me, like I said, the educating of fans. I, you know, I, I'm not always right, but if fans, you know, my Twitter followers, people that read us at DallasCowboys.com, there's a lot of people that really rely on what we do, and and the scouting side, the personnel side, you try and build the best team for the fans, you know, so you can a keep your job, but b see the satisfaction in their faces of a job well done. On the media side of it you're not so much worried about the team, but you're trying to educate the fans on why they're making moves or why this player's here or why that player's not here. So that, that aspect of it for me is the educational part of it on the media side means a lot to me because I know a lot of people rely on me, and if I don't always know the answer, I try and go find the answer. That's important to me. I try and, I try and get people's questions answered. That's, that's important to me. Yeah, that's an interesting point there about, um, you know, educating the fans on right. um, why changes are made, which obviously we've had a pretty significant one recently in Dallas. And yeah. I think certainly f from my perspective, it was it, I was surprised that there were so many fans that were surprised by this, seeing what the yeah. Cowboys have done with looking at wide receivers, um, right. you know, looking at um, Sammy Watkins, um, right. you know, and it's not something that you guys – shied away from on the on the draft no. show about this being a possibility um yeah. obviously you know whether you know there's lots of ifs buts maybes with des but what was your favorite moment for, um from des as a cowboy yeah yeah if you remember in camp um des was always great with my son bennett and one of the first times bennett he was the kid reporter and so bennett interviewed des and I'll never forget Bennett coming up with a list of questions, you know, on his own. And then Des Bryant, like, going down on one knee and, like, so he could be at the same level with Bennett. And <laughs> the back and forth that they shared. And there's nothing better than a guy that's, you know, uh, here's a player, a well-renowned player. It's like being so nice to your kid. And I'll, I have a lot of great memories as a player, but as a father and a parent, I was so grateful for what des did that day to make my son feel so at ease with the questions he asked and it was a very popular video on nfl.com it was the second highest video they they had for the day of watches and i'll, I'll always remember him for being the gentleman that he was to my son that, that meant a lot to me it sure did no oh, that's great that's a good story i've seen the uh, the photo you have on them um, on twitter right and you know you can see that's it's it. a, a special moment yeah. Right. Um, in terms of, of Des, you know, I suppose one thing that doesn't quite sit brilliantly with me is the timing of us when we let him go. So sure. in terms of where he's going to land, you know, releasing him at this time is perhaps different to if it had been, you know, a month, six weeks ago. Where do you see him as a, as a fit elsewhere in the league? Uh, there's actually two places I think that he would be really good at. I think he'd be very good in San Francisco. Yeah, there we go. San Francisco <laughs> would be uh, a team that, you know, you look at the, the coach understands how to use big receivers. The quarterback is outstanding. He's an accurate thrower. And it's a team that's on. it doesn't have a dominant wide receiver. They have Pierre Garçon as their wide receiver. So, you know, they could add pieces. They have cap space. I think San Francisco would be a great fit for him. Now, the next team I would look at would be New Orleans. And I think New Orleans fits him because Sean Payton understands, though, he had a, a, a receiver named Marcus Colston. And Marcus Colston used to work the middle of the field. And Dez needs to kind of be in a situation where he doesn't have to move around a lot. Put him in one spot, let him run routes, but work the middle of the field. I think that's where he can do it. So my two teams would be San Francisco first, and then New Orleans second. I think those would be two really good fits for Des. Yeah, I think that would fit quite well with uh, Cowboys Nation as well. <laughs> Keep yeah, him out true. of the NFC yeah. East. No matter what no, he wants, yeah, we don't exactly. want him in the East. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, looking towards the draft now from the Cowboys perspective, you know, we're, we're always hearing about, oh, the Cowboys have to do this first or have to do that first, right. which, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think is the case um, at all. But going into it, 
looking at the roster, where do you think the the biggest need or the the most glaring kind of like holes in this team? Yeah, I, I think guys that you need to if they had to play a game right now, I think they could get by with the receivers that they have on the roster. I don't know if they necessarily can get by with the linebackers that they have on the roster, especially at, with the depth of the linebackers. So I, I think that they're going to look at a linebacker first. They could very well look at a defensive lineman. Jerry Jones was talking about Vita Vea today indirectly uh, with from the University of Washington. So if he somehow were to slip down to them, but I think it's going to be a defensive player, whether it's a linebacker, defensive lineman, and then they'll think about the wide receivers and that other position as well, maybe even a true free safety in this draft. But the linebackers right now, to me, that's the one position they can't go play a game right now and feel really, really comfortable overall. With, but they feel good about their starters, but they shouldn't feel good about the backups they got there right now. Yeah, well, I think it's the, you know, I'm probably the biggest Sean Lee fan going, but, you know, we worry There's about no his question. health. There's you know. no question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting him through um, a whole right. season is questionable. Right. And we've seen, haven't we, time and time again, take him out of the game and uh, the the losses pile up. Right, absolutely. Um, I think a, a big favourite, you know, a lot of people seem to be clamouring, myself included, I'd love Derwin James or Rokon Smith. Right. Um, with them not being on the 30-visit list, do you think that, you know, chances of, of going up for them less likely? So I think we've only had... Claiborne and where haven't yeah. we drafted that haven't been a right. visit? Yeah, Jerry talked. Yeah, Jerry talked about it today, and Stephen did as well. If they see a player at a certain level, they're not afraid to go up and get that player. I think the fact that both of them weren't on the thirty visit list probably tells us a little bit that they don't feel like that they're going to be there. Now, talking to some people around the league. Derwin James might be a guy that slides a little bit. Now, if, does he get in that range of 13, 14, 15, where it makes it a little bit more of a manageable get? If it goes that, if it goes that way, I think you'll see Dallas get on the phone. I really, really do. Now, again, they, they might lock into this linebacker, whether it's uh, Van Der Esch or Evans. They might just lock in that linebacker and say, we're going to sit and just make this happen there. Or they can make a small move up, but I think it has to be the, the visits. I, I don't feel like they felt like that neither one of those guys would be available when they picked. We've seen stranger things happen before, so I do know for a fact if Derwin James is there when they're on the clock, Derwin James will probably be your pick. So thirty visit or not, though, that's a, that's yeah. a, it, he, but he'd have to be there for them to do that. I guess talking about Derwin leaves us to that inevitable question about um, Earl Thomas. Um, mm. If, you know, if a trade happened, say, prior to the draft right? Um, and we managed to get him in, do you think that alters the Cowboys' um, strategy at all? Or? Yeah, I think that I think that there's still some interest there. Uh, I haven't talked to John Snyder about it. I probably – he probably won't return my call. John and I work together in Green Bay. And so <laughs> – but he uh, – you know, I think John understands that he might not get anything from Derwin, or excuse me, from Earl Thomas next year after he walked. If you know, he could say, "I'm, I'm just going to walk away. I'm not going to be here in Seattle anymore." So, I, I kind of feel like John, if if he really wants to, he can move. He can move Earl Thomas now. Again, we'll see with the conversations. Do you know Stephen Jones and them can say, "Okay, we'll give you the 50th pick," you know, and not even talk to Derwin, or I keep saying Derwin James, and to Earl Thomas, <laughs> but. And then and just say, okay, we'll work on a contract extension later. So it's a little bit of a leap of faith. But I think that John Snyder, if he was smart, and I know John is smart, he's probably thinking about moving Earl Thomas, and it's going to be up to the Cowboys to come up with a suitable uh, pick for them to do that. The Seahawks don't have a second-round pick, and they don't have a third-round pick. So we'll see if they can get something done. We just listened to uh, the – the draft presser just now um, with Stephen and, and Jerry and Stephen mentioned they've got roughly about 17 first round grades yeah. on guys. Mm -hmm. How does that compare to to the to your board? Well, if you give me one minute, I'll count mine. How about that? Go one, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I got 22. Now I got 22 names. 
it's some it's generally the number is between 16 and 18 generally so i have a couple of extra guys in there you know we, i have hurst the defensive tackle from michigan on my first round now he has a heart condition potentially and i don't i haven't heard whether he needs to be dropped out of there but he is one of my guys right there i have davenport up there in the first round as well some people might not have him uh, uh as well so I only have two first-round wide receivers, Ridley, uh, actually uh, Moore and Ridley. So, yeah, th- that number is going to be somewhere between now between probably 17 and 20 on first-round grades for, for most boards as we look at them right now. But that's that's a pretty common number right there. Yeah. With you um, uh, say talking about the kind of the people you've got in the first round, um, who do you, we always see it every year, don't you? Somebody takes a tumble, um, yeah. teams some overpay um, and take someone too high. What kind of guys do you think may take that big tumble and maybe see a guy go in the first round that maybe kind of Travis, Travis Frederick like from a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that to answer your question, Jamie, I, I think that the guy that might take a little bit of a tumble and it's just, it's, I, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I kind of, he's a really good player, but not a people, a lot of people have talked about him is Mika Fitzpatrick from Alabama. People are not sure where to play him. Where he's just—is he a slot corner? Corner? Is he a safety? You know, that's kind of a, a little bit of a, a question mark. I have Hughes from Central Florida, the cornerback, in the first round. Some people might not have Hughes in the first round, so that's an extra guy. That's that might be that twenty-first guy on my board. But I, you know, he might be a guy that I have a first-round grade on. But all of a sudden, you see him in the second round. Uh, uh, I'm looking at two um, uh, some of the guys we'll see uh, Landry I, all my guys I feel like like I said I mentioned I mentioned uh, uh, Hurst Hurst might be a guy like I said because the medical condition would be completely off the board so two guys I have right there Hughes Hurst could be guys that go down in the second round and then the guy that might take to be a top five player or top seven player that goes down the board uh, will be Mika Fitzpatrick from Alabama, just depending on where people see him on that board. I mean, hopefully that, that clamor for uh, the quarterbacks at the top, which, you know, we're, yeah. we're all expecting to see, you know, right. should help the Cowboys out somewhat. Absolutely, um, yeah. If you were in the Cleveland war room, what would be your advice? What, what would you be pushing them towards doing right now? Well, three of my buddies are in the Cleveland War Room right now. John Dorsey I worked with in uh, Green Bay. Uh, I Scott McLuhan I worked with in Green Bay. And then I used to babysit Elliot Wolf, who is now in the – in the, in the uh, so that just shows you how old I am. I used to give Elliot Wolf juice boxes. Now he's drinking, uh, he's drinking uh, pints down at, the, uh, down at the pub. So – but, but my, my advice to them would be, though, um, you know – you have to think about your you have to think about your locker room with your quarterback. You have to think about leaders. This is why they're looking at Baker Mayfield because they're looking for an they're 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 in a situation where they don't win many games. They have they won one game in two years. They are looking for somebody that could the players around them, no matter how bad it gets. They're looking for somebody that the players can look to and see as a leader. Baker Mayfield is that guy. Now, the the question I have about Baker Mayfield is they play in a division where they play outdoors and it's cold a lot of the time. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Does he have the physical capability to play in those conditions when it's snowing, raining, cold? Can he function in those kinds of conditions? That would be interesting. But the leadership, the intangibles, all that. Now, they're going to look at that. The guy on the other end of that, though, is Josh Allen. Josh Allen has all the physical traits that you want in a quarterback. He's big. He's physical. He's somewhat mobile. And he's got a huge arm. you got to be able to throw the ball in all weather conditions. And, again, that's why Ben Roethlisberger has had success in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger is a big, sturdy guy but he's got good arm strength. So you've got to think about your quarterback. My advice to them, though, would be, again, take the guy that you feel like that has the best ability to function in your conditions. With Josh Allen, he's in the situation. He lives in Wyoming. 
He's played football in snow. He's lived in cold. All these things about him are very, very positive. I, I like Josh Allen myself just because of the physical traits. But, you know, the, the quarterbacks, like I say, they're going to look at – I think they're going to look at Allen. I think they're going to look at Mayfield. And they're going to have to make the determination, though, which one is the best one for them to give them a chance, A, in the locker room and things aren't going great, and B, can physically go out there and handle things when it gets a little tough. My decision is pick the, pick the guy that checks the most boxes for all those things I just talked about. Do you, um, do you think that the Jets move up has kind of forced the hand a little bit? Having, I, having, potentially going for a QB at one rather than maybe take him at four? Yeah, I used to work with Mike McKagnon. As a matter of fact, Mike McKagnon was a long time ago the GM for the London Monarchs. He won a championship in 1991 with the London Monarchs, the GM for the uh, New York Jets. So when he was a young guy, we were all really young, seeing the world for free. But Mike McKagnon was your GM <laughs> for the London Monarchs in 1991. So there's, you should be proud of what he did for you for the London Monarchs. But Mike needs a quarterback, and so I think that he's in that same situation as John Dorsey is in Cleveland, where he's got to look. He's got to find somebody. He's on the hot seat. His coach is on the hot seat. He better find a quarterback that he can come in and play with right now. Me, the guy I feel like that's ready to play right now is Josh Rosen. He's the one. He looks like Matt Ryan to me. He looks like I, I think you could plug Josh Rosen in. He could go out there and play. Yeah, I mean, depending on what's going on too with you know, with Darnold, I think Darnold's the next as far as ready to play guys. But man, I'll tell you what, Mike McCagnin is is got to find a quarterback because if they don't have success this year, somebody else is going to be picking those players next year for the Jets. So he better get this quarterback right, and it, it, that's that's going to be important for him. He better figure it out though. Yeah, the number of quarterbacks they've had on that that roster is. Uh... Let me ask you guys a question. Can I ask you guys a question? Go for it. Who do you guys want to see them take? Who would you like to see the Cowboys take at, at 19? You can't, you can't move. You can't move. You can't go up and you can't go back. So who would you like to see them move? If we can't go up, so that rules out Derwin. Um, right. I'd like—I've always liked Vita Vey, so if he's there, I'd, sure. I'd be be pleased with him. Um, I do like Ridley and Moore, but right. in terms of the the depth later on with these receivers, I think we we we're better off sitting there with our um, very sitting smart. tight. Very smart. Very um, smart. Whether Evans is there. Um, Landry, another one. Mm -hmm. You named a lot of so, good players. Yeah. My options are open, but, you are, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm leaning against a wide receiver in the first. I got but you. obviously, smart. you know, it depends how depends how the board, right? How totally. it falls. Yep. yep. Totally what about agree. you, Jamie? Uh, every year I have a guy, and this year this year's Calvin Ridley for me. Um, but it's kind of t taking what you guys say on the shows. Um, that there's a lot of depth, and I know I always go to Lauren as well, and I always ask her because uh, she's a she's the, the the college game expert over here. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm probably going to say yeah, there's depth, like I say, going into the second round. So yeah. I, if they took somebody like the, um, the linebacker at Boise State, somebody like that, I, I, that we, we, it's that's probably a, a smarter move to make. Um, sure, I like saying you get those. Um, as kind of players that can come in and play straight away, right, right, yeah. I think you, I think you guys have got the. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I think that people are a little less excited about Vanderish, the Boise linebacker, but in the long run, he really makes a lot of sense because of he can play all three positions. Is he going to be the most flashy player? No, he's not. But I think he'll be pretty consistent overall, and I think that they need to find. This is a draft where I could see them taking two linebackers easy. I could see them taking one in the first round. I could see them taking one with the two fourth round picks they have. So uh, they're like you say, Lord. They're they're very open to ideas, but to me, I think this team needs to look at other positions other than wide receiver. At 19, I just think the linebacker, the defensive line, you said about Vita Vea, if he's there, I think they run the card to the table 
but he's <laughs> got to go through several teams to get there. And, and maybe if he gets down within reach, uh, they can go up and get him. But I think it's going to be an interesting draft for sure. With, with all the with all the needs on this team, um, and I know you've, you've got to pay a little bit sometimes to get to get up. But where would you feel happy if it come to a point where there's a guy you just have to have? Um, how far yeah. would you be willing to go up? Yeah, I, I think that you know, to me, what we were talking about with uh, with uh, James, you know, if him or Smith somehow get in that thirteen fourteen range. That's pretty simple little move for me. I mean, it's the price of poker is going to be expensive to go in there because you're probably got one of the last quarterbacks on the board, and so teams are probably going to try and hold you up a little bit. But yeah, I, I if you could get me in that thirteen, if you could get me Washington, Green Bay, and Arizona in that range right there, that's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and I see a player there, I'm willing to move the eighty-first pick to try and go make that happen. I really am, but. They, they could, you know, you're in your situation, too, where there could be the first offensive tackle on the board at 19 and somebody from the back wants to come get an offensive tackle. That would be your ability to move down. New England is a team a bunch of people have talked about. The Saints are talking about coming up. Carolina can make a small move to get up. So there's some teams that, depending on who's on the board at 19, you might have the opportunity, if you want to, to, to back down a few spots and go from there. Always. I think these other teams as well, um, what happens, you know, looking at, at the O-line as to what, right. you know, what we're going to look like um, next year. I think Stephen right. said um, in the press conference, you know, they admire um, Lyle Collins' versatility, you right. know, Cowboys buzzword, isn't it? Um, position yeah. flex. Um, yeah. I think most people, you know, certainly, you know, outside of the, uh, the team want him to stick where he is but if he does i'm not sure we've got that starter at guard on this team yeah at the well, moment yeah you hope that marcus martin who they signed from cleveland you know he didn't get an opportunity to start i think he's got some traits that will remind you of ron leary a young ron leary so let's see if that fact can work out but i think their ace in the hole is though if they draft a tackle or they want to start Fleming at tackle, is to move. I've heard more about moving him than I've heard more about keeping him at right tackle. He wants to play right tackle, but let's see how it all plays out. They might say, <laughs> you know what, we're going to play Fleming at right tackle, and we're going to move Lyle Collins inside. I don't care what you think, Lyle Collins. So you're, you're right. The, the, buzzword is, the, the buzzword is always position flexibility. Look what we've done with Byron Jones. He's played 48 <laughs> games, and we don't know where Byron Jones can play. So, yeah, ma- hopefully, that. going into his fifth year, we'll work it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just exactly. Um, for a bit of bit of fun with our our last question, using I think you've got your your board there, haven't you? I, what I would be kind of like your your dream draft for the Cowboys? Roughly, you know, breaking down your your board. So, say for the first three or four picks of the Cowboys. Well, I think it for my my dream draft. Do you want me to do the draft? I think the Cowboys are going to do, or that might what I would do. What you would do? Oh, I would probably take uh, I would probably take DJ Moore at, at nineteen. I would in the second round. I would probably take. Oh, I love Josie Jewell, the linebacker from Iowa. Yeah, yep. And uh, nobody else loves him but me. And uh, and then the third round, I would probably take I would probably take uh, Rasheen Galvin, the uh, the safety from Tennessee that nobody else likes but me. So yeah, and then I, I looking in the fourth round, I would probably take another Iowa kid. I love the kid Wadley from uh, from Iowa. So or I would take Mike White, the quarterback from uh, Western Kentucky. So. My my draft would be totally different from their draft, <laughs> but then again, I, I think I'd be in the playoffs with my lineup. I, I think I'd be in the playoffs next year with my lineup. But those are those, time. Are the, those those are kind of my pet cats, guys. I didn't I didn't talk about Rasheem uh, Griffin, but man, what a, a nice oh. player he, he somewhere he would be there to draft. I, I think so. Somewhere. Oh, I think ev- I think every fan of every team would love him. After, you know, if they didn't know about him beforehand, certainly absolutely. you know absolutely. all absolutely. the footage at the combine and that you know everyone. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. He's going to be on the uh, the top selling uh, 
shirtless, I'm sure. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our our questions. You got anything else, Jamie? Um, not that we're gonna, not that I can think. I think we we covered everything I had had written down. Well, thank Super. you guys. I appreciate thank you, you so guys much for, for joining us. No, I thank you guys. I miss you guys a lot, you know, and I think about you all the time. And uh, you know, when my team, uh, when my, uh, when Tottenham every once in a while decides to play well. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to tweet at you guys, tell them how good Tottenham is, but then I can't get them to play with any consistency. So I will. Uh, I will take my. I will. I will lick my wounds and and fight for another day. How about that? <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, guys. Love you guys. I love you guys a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. So we hope you enjoyed um, that half hour session with Mr. Broaders. Um, again, thank you so much, Brian, for uh, for joining in. Hopefully, you listen back and and like what you hear um but yeah we're we're blown away with uh the generosity of his time so we really appreciate um being able to give a little bit of of his knowledge back to you guys who who are tuning in yeah i say um we mentioned earlier that we've not just brian but everyone like gary shannon everybody we've been got to be good friends with him and it's it's still it was still such a surreal experience to be just sat there and talking some football with him yeah you know and there's never that feeling of um you know i think sometimes you you can talk to other people and, and you kind of feel a little bit belittled don't you you know or well you don't know what you talk about but you know there's never that um feeling with when you talk to the the guys out there and they're always more than happy to answer your questions so you know if you're on twitter if there's anything you want to know fire it over to them and you know they'll be more than willing to help out um what i would say if you haven't got hold of it yet is um head over to dallascowboys.com and you can get a digital copy of their of the star draft guide which is absolutely awesome um and also for a, a few quid um dane brugler's got what they refer to as the beast um he's also presents the draft show with dave and brian so definitely um his guide is, is worth having to hand, certainly for those, perhaps those rounds a bit later on where you don't know the players so well, um, get that to hand. And you'll be well educated. As well, were you, say, were you saying the cheapness of it? I worked it out the other day. It, it costs for them both combined less than two pints. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's nothing, is it? It's nothing. And it just, like I say, it's just, it's, it's draft essentials. I know, I know we do. I know, I know a lot of the, Guys, we talked to um, on the on the group um, and on the twi- on our Twitter page that we've got on um, to hand all night. Like I say it's it's a, it's a great way just to look back because you, you kind of sometimes forget who's gone and and who's a good fit for who, and it's always good to refer when you're watching back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know on the um, the interview with um, with Brian, we did you know touch a little bit on our on our pet cats. Um, so obviously, you know, you said you said Ridley's your one, um, who I, I'm also a fan of, and and Derwin James has, has been my guy, my completely deluded, unreasonable, never going to happen guy. <laughs> uh, but you know, we we can live in hope. Um, so earlier on today, I just had a quick scan through at some mock drafts that um, have, you know have been done by some of like the mainstream sites. So I thought we'd just take a look at at what we've uh, got going on. On here, so there's a few. There's one, two, three, four, five different receivers have been selected in with wow. the number 19 pick. So they people have gone for Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, James Washington, and Christian Kirk, all in the first round. Wow. Which is, uh, you know, the Cowboys are pretty smitten with Cortland Sutton by the sounds of it, but. Makes me feel a little bit queasy thinking about taking him at nineteen. Yes, especially like I say when you listen to a lot of the guys saying that he, he might, might be best suited at the top of that second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is it going to be a reach at nineteen? Listen to some people; it probably probably will be. Um, I, 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 I like I like the physical build of him and, and the way he plays, but I don't know if. Um, on a personal standpoint, if I'd be happy. Yeah. 
Nine yeah, years. I mean, um, I think, I'm not sure who it was yesterday, if it was Garrett or, or it was either Stephen or, or Jerry um, saying how when it comes to who they're picking at 19, they're not necessarily looking at the player who's going to be the best on the field come week one against mm. the Panthers. They're looking at four or five years. So, you know, Sutton does fit that mould because he's not, he's certainly by no means polished or, you know, necessarily NFL ready. So, we will see. Say, saying that though, you um, you touched on, on your fave in the draft, um, Derwin James, but says, as you heard in the, the interview, um, talk that he could fall. Yeah, oh, I mean, if he's coming, if he slips down past that, you know, say past the top ten, I think the, you know, the Cowboys would have to consider going up and and taking him. Surely, well, you know, safe. We're crying out for some safety help. I think, you know, in my opinion. But. Yeah, there's um, there's been a lot of talk of safety. <laughs> I don't think necessarily yeah. in the draft, <laughs> but you never know. Um, don't know if you want to. Should we touch it now, or do you want to? Do you um? Should, should we leave that for a little bit further in the in in this chat, and we'll get some draft some draft talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll hold off on that one, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the other um, the other hot kind of like pick for the Cowboys that, that the real buzz seems to be. You know, if I had to put money on who we're taking at nineteen now, given on what I've I've heard. Um, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch sounds like he could be could be the guy. You know, the Cowboys historically love a, a Boise State boy. Um, linebacker, obviously, we've lost Anthony Hitchens this year, who, you know, I wouldn't have paid the $9 million that, that the Chiefs are mm. for him. But he's, he's going to be a tough one to replace, you know, especially when you look at our starters currently. Um, my Cowboys husband, Sean Lee, who unfortunately rarely manages a full season and um, Jalen Smith who obviously you know we're still seeing him try and get back to as good a level as he could be do you know I think that's, um, he he was when we had the, kind of the chat at the end with Brian and um, I said that would probably be the pick I would see us making if, if he's there um, and it was like yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, and then I listened to the draft show, um, and they were talking to Jeff Cavanagh, yeah. <laughs> and he said that he had Bobby Car Bobby Carpenter traits, and I was like, oh, do we really want another guy like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at 19, it's a little bit rich for me. Um, but, you know, like, like Brian said, you know, it makes a lot of sense for the team, his consistency, his ability to play all three spots, um, being on the field, um you know, it, it makes sense that there's already, I've seen on Twitter, people having um, taco-like breakdowns over the prospect <laughs> of us picking him. So <laughs> I reckon we might need the mute, the mute button at the ready tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you could always swing it on, on, on the other foot, don't you? And this is, this is a, what obviously people have, have studied about him, but let's just go back a couple of years and a lot of people... Um, in the NFL world, had Travis Frederick pegged as a third round pick. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty, smart. pretty smart move by us. Yeah, and um, wasn't the whole wasn't um, the whole of the Cowboys Stadium chanting for Johnny Manziel when we took um, Zach Martin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, historically, this this recent uh, you know management team you look back the last five six years historically have got a very solid record in that first round you know taco side maybe you know but it's still you know we could still get something from him we're not sure yeah yeah but by no means um, disastrous yeah and I mean it, it's, it's always part of the process every, every, we all have his favourites in the draft um, but I think when you put kind of sensible heads on it as long as there's somebody that can come in can make a difference, can contribute, then that's, that's yeah. all we really want, don't we? I mean, we never expected to get from, from Dak what we did in the first year. We never expected Anthony Hitchens to come on and be such a a key piece in our, our linebacker court, you know, so just don't, I wouldn't, you know, panic over um, 
anything that happens because we've still got a, a lot of a lot of time before we actually play a competitive game of football. Yeah, there's there's still some I say some moves to be made. Um, there's probably going to be some more shocks. That's just, Definitely, that's just what yeah. this team does. It's you got to trust the process. <laughs> well, we've spoken about our pet cats, but we did have we had a poll out for the. Um, for UK Cowboys fans across social media, didn't we? So, mm. if you want to reveal the results, yeah. And to be honest, I say we had a we had a quick chat off air, didn't we, before we come on, and it was actually a lot closer than, than I thought it would have been. I thought there would have been a, a nailed out number one, but both these guys finished one two respectively across um, both of our social media formats. Um, the, so we'll, we'll do it in reverse. So the se- second place was Vita Vey, um defensive tackle out of Washington, isn't it? And um, our right winner um, was Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Which so that is, doesn't, the doesn't shock me. Desperate um, to replace Des. I, I, I like I like I like it that a lot of people are keen on Vey. I've, I've I've said to you. Um, a few weeks ago, the more tape I watch of him, the, the more I like him. He's one of them big, nasty players that 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 yeah, yeah. really do with. I mean, I, uh, I remember someone asking me um, when we were all together at the Super Bowl night who my pick for the Cowboys would be at, at nineteen, and obviously that was back in February, and, and Vita Vale was my my answer then. Mm-hmm. So if he falls to us and we take him, I'd be over the moon. You know, historically speaking, it's not really a Cowboys thing to take defensive tackles but um, without naming him Stephen and Jerry yesterday were absolutely gushing about um, Vaya so you know I'd be interested to see Jerry sprint up to the podium with um, his name on the card if he, he's there at 19 mm. um, oh, it's, I say you, you always want one of them guys to fall to you don't you but then you always think well, why is he falling but like, yeah. yeah, I think the way we've drafted over the last few years, um, I, I don't think we'd make a lot of mistakes. No, um, no, I don't think. And so. if, if if he's there and they take him, then I mean, it it made sense to what his team wants to do going forward. Yeah, we had quite a good um, a, a question come in. Um, this one's from Ivan um, asking, who do we think the biggest off-season loss will be? Scandrick, Hitchens, or Dez? So I don't know what you think. Do you know we, we we always ask for questions and everybody always puts some some quality ones in their um, <laughs> but but I, I, I I'm probably gonna go left. I'm gonna say Hitchens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just for the fact that I say he came on a lot last year. Um, I mean we we needed something to step up. I say we we. With how uh, uncertain that linebacker core was last year, um, and unfortunately for us, it it, pl- it played him played him out of a contract and staying with us, um, like you said before. I don't think I would have paid him what the Chiefs paid him no. to play to him, but yeah, I think he will be the, um, the the big one. Yeah, I think so too. Just you know, he was never you know he was never the flashiest or the you know, nastiest linebacker or, or anything like that. But it was just, he was just reliable, solid, you know, made the tackles. You know, I think, what did he have? 60 games for us over his his three, mm. um, no, four seasons even. So, you know, started every game for his first three years. So, Yeah. Um, you, you never know, do you? I know, it's like you say, we... I was saying the mistake, the mistake of overpaying, because um, he, he did have some good spells. But you say Brandon Carr, he never lived up yeah. to that, that salary. Um, so fingers crossed that doesn't happen to to Hitchens. But. Yeah, I think um, you know the Cowboys have said how that the chances are they're going to take a couple of um, linebackers in this draft. I think it's just our depth, isn't it? You know, we really uh, we, we're light. That's probably the department we're the lightest in. Um, I think he said about taking a couple of linebackers in the draft because with 10 draft picks, that's possible. Um, they picked up Joe Thomas as well in the off-season, so we've got someone else, Damian Wilson, 
but we could do, you know, if we can get one in the first couple of rounds, you know, a starter there and then a bit of depth later on mm. would be nice. You, you mentioned Damien Wilson. I'd like to see him come along because he, he did have a... I mean, He's a had a few moments, hasn't he? Yeah. It's, but it's... Sometimes you, and sometimes you see it a lot around the league, don't you, um, that these guys sometimes play contract year. And yeah. You yeah. never really see the best of them till it's it's then it's crunch time. Yeah, I suppose one one good um, bit of news that perhaps we missed out on is um, it sounds like uh, Randy Gregory is going to be um, applying for reinstatement in the league. Yeah, um, reportedly he's passed every single drug test since he's been suspended, so it certainly sounds like he's um, back on track in. In that department, I mean, I know when we were when we were in Dallas in end of 2016, we actually saw him um, out there working on his own with the with the coaches. So it'd be great to if he can in some way get back on the team and, and contribute at all. You know, if we can get a healthy Randy Gregory along with Tank and David Irvin, mm. it's you, you never see what people what have them kind of struggles do, and it's like you say, it sounds like he's on the is on the right path. Um, yeah. Let's just hope that he, he can stay there. It's, I, I can only I can only imagine what he's going through. Um, sometimes people are quick to judge. Um, yeah, yeah, without knowing perhaps the full. Yeah, it's picture, but I think some people think don't they, that that sports sports stars are, are untouchable and ne- never have kind of off-field issues do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. But, but end of the day everyone's the human um, yeah that they're going to have the same struggles that people have it's just it's, it's just sad that he's it, it's come to light quite a few times for him so let's say fingers crossed Jerry's got him on the on the straight and narrow yeah yeah and I think you know it's a good thing about the Cowboys they will they look after their own you know they'll mm. do what they can to support him so yeah, so fingers crossed we um, we see him then at some point during the season. Yeah. Checking down Eli Manning. <laughs> well, it's if yeah. they haven't drafted a quarterback at two. Ah, very true, very true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, I suppose we'll be back. Have you got any other questions? Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. don't, should we... Um, we've, got, we've got a couple, I said, because we know we've been, been chatting away as usual. I'll... Um, have a look. We've got. Well, I'm sure Mr. Gainer's sent some over for us. He has. He has. There's. Well, do you know what? Um, let's. Let's go on. I'll, I'll throw one in there. Then it kind of. It, it then would probably switch over to a question that we got from. Where is it now? Yeah, from Richard because um, it stems back on to, to what to an answer that um, I would give for this. But Brian's question is: Should we consider using pick fifty and pick eighty-one to get up higher in the second round if unexpectedly one of our thirty visits drops um, around about to, uh, between picks 8 and 12 in the second round so if somebody like a Harrison or a Payne or an Evans drops to those few f- first few slots in the second round would, would you consider mm. trading up? Well I think I think you'd always consider I, I think I'd just be more inclined to sit tight to be honest in that situation um, I don't really want to be giving up that 81 yeah, personally, I'm not sure about you. Um, I, I've I've made some of my feelings known over the last few weeks, but um, that second round pick, I, I, I want to see it go to Seattle. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want, I want the trade. I, I want, I want Earl Thomas. Yeah, um, In a Cowboys uniform, um, it, it just yeah. makes it makes too much sense, um. So the Seattle haven't got a second round and a third round pick. 
Yeah. Um, the longer it goes on, yeah. it might, they might be more inclined to, you know, perhaps we can give up the third instead. You know, I'd love yeah. to see us do it, do it that way would be ideal. And then, you know, sort out Earl's contract for next year. So. Yeah. And then it, it then it, it stems on to the, um, the question that Richard asked, so on a jail of, I'm sorry, on a jail, on a scale of Johnny Manziel to Ezekiel Elliott, how badly do you want Earl Thomas on this roster? I'm assuming um, Johnny Manziel is a no-no, <laughs> <He's bad. laughs> and, Zeke yeah, and Zeke's up there. But what, what were your, yeah. what were your thoughts on that one? Oh yeah, I'm a Zeke, you know, if I'm a Zeke either... if go and get Derwin James or go and get Earl Thomas. I'll be really upset if we don't have either one of those on our roster come mm. week one. I'll be, i say, I've, I've, I've already got um, money set aside for an Earl Thomas Cowboys jersey and the, the text message to um, my cousin's husband, who is a Seattle fan, saying, <laughs> just taken your star. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think there's plenty of us who would be quite upset if um, if we don't land him somehow. Yeah, I say I think he's he's, he's kind of many feelings. No, there's, there's always there's been that talk on it. Were it just a kind of way to maybe make the Cowboys sit, come and go? Oh, there's a chance we'd get him, or just to kind of have have Seattle push to a, a, a wall to say, look, give me a contract. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people um, out there who are in the know that a lot of people have said that they'd like to see at least that second round pick go um, and be used. We've got the cap space yeah. to put him in. Let's go get ourselves a, a baller in that um, in that secondary. Definitely, you know, with those with those young young guys from last year, you know, they played really well. Get him in there with Xavier Woods, um, Jeff Heath. You know, plenty of other young guns in there. With Byron Jones moving to cornerback, um, he's a bit more of that senior leadership there for um, for Jordan Lewis and Cheeto and all that. I think it would just be class addition if we could get Earl. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it propels us. Probably maybe not to a contender, but it it puts us in a spot that we, we, we could make a real good push for the playoffs because we've we've missed that kind yeah. of big baller in the in that in that secondary aren't we that that we've been screaming yeah, definitely. fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> any other um, questions or is is that on uh, or we've we've got some more if you want me to to fire one more in if you want Go on then. Yeah. Um, so as as everybody's seen um, the other day, um, Jeff, sorry, Jeff, Jeff, James Hanna sadly hung up his cleats. Um, so with, with Hanna retired, Swain into year four, Rico seems to still be a project, and Jarwin is still unproven. How big of a need do you think tight end is? Um, in those first three rounds, and Brian puts at the end of the question, does Lawrence Mann come into play if he's available in round three? So I'm guessing you've got your eye on a tight end somewhere. Oh, I, lo- I love Mark Andrews at tight end, but um, if I'm in charge of the Cowboys, then then sure, yeah, we're going through. We take a tight end, but um, let me read you a quote from Stephen Jones: "As long as Jason Witten wants to play football, I'm betting on Jason." And then he went on to reference Jeff Swain and Blake Jarwin, um, mm. saying how, uh, talking about how talented they think they are, and they get lost a little bit behind Jason. So yeah. that is not that is not a team screaming, "Oh my God, we need a tight end." Exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised if we did. Um. Yeah, probably not in the top three. I think I'd be a little annoyed if we did. Um. I think, like you say, the, those top three rounds, you want those guys to come in and and potentially be a starter. Um, yeah. And, and we've seen over the years, um, Titans have come and gone, and Jay Witt, who's my guy, I, I love Jay Witt, um, 
you're not going to get him out of that team. Um, the only no. way that somebody's going to re- replace Jason Witten is when Jason Witten's ready to hang up his cleat. So no, yeah, I exactly. would definitely not pick a tight end in the top three rounds. I, I don't think I think we've got bigger needs elsewhere. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee them um, them doing it either. So I think last year was very um, heavy um, tight end talent draft, mm. and and they they weren't interested. So. We'll see, you know, we'll see Blake Jarwin involved a little more perhaps this year with um, with Hannah out, um, Swain, you know, solid, decent blocker, doesn't really have much else to his game that we've seen, but it, we've got about like, a million wide receivers, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it'd just be like the Cowboys, where Sire is saying no, and they go and trade one back in, round in the one. first round and get, um, <laughs> was it is that you pronounce it, Jusecki? Oh yeah, Mike Jusecki, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do we know? What do we know? Cowboys world have just been melted down. <laughs> yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up um, the show. I, uh, I guess we'll be back next week after the draft um, to wipe people's tears because we've selected Van Der Esch or <laughs> celebrating because we've got Derwin or Ridley or, you know, hopefully we can dive in and have a look at, at who the Cowboys have selected why and perhaps how how they fit on on the team going forward sounds like a plan to me so as ever peace and love cowboys nation les how about them cowboys it's not it's not america's team this is the global team Global, global fandom, quote that statement right there.